Okay. You, Africana. I am responsible. Okay. Mm. I have a sacred duty to offer information that most people don't have. Most people don't have time to dig it out. I go to the library, the Schumburg Library, a particular library, and we search every day. If I don't go there, I'm sick because I'm married to the Schumburg. Information and knowledge and wisdom is the DNA of knowledge, <coughs> DNA of, of, of knowledge and wisdom. So my responsibility, even when people challenge me and say, don't do that, don't do that, and so on, it's like water on the duck back. Because at my sacred mission, I'm full force. I can see with the third eye. I not only can see with that, but I made it my business to study with the people from the Kinetic Institute out of Chicago, some of the greatest brains in the world. And I said brain, because I always said brain power, not mind power. The mind is everywhere, it's ubiquity. It's not the mind, it's the brain, it's the muscle. If you exercise it, do research, uh, hang around genius people, and so on, and some of that we love all. So I am responsible for that way. And so that's the responsibility part. The next one said, I am self-control. I'm very disciplined. But I don't give nobody, friends or four, pass on bullshit. I sit here, that is sugar and honey over there, but I'm vinegar. <laughs> and the reason that I'm vinegar is we got to have that balance in life. <clears throat> The ancient committee people told us there are two possibilities to Ma'at and Ifit. One is good and the other is evil. One is hospitality, other is hostility. One is appositionality, the other is, is oppositionality. So one is harmony and other is disharmony. So what I try to do is by offering this kind of information to add to the discussion, I see people here that are, uh, are just pure genius. I always tell the youth, People like Al and all them, when I grow up, I want to be just like you. And I mean it because these brothers, Al and, and Key and other people that come here, they are really genius. But one of the things that I have made, I have even offered them my service, free. Some of them are taking it up. Most of them don't take it up. Because, see, they they great at creating this sacred object, what we call art, but they're not good at marketing. Now, Al is different than that. He's a marketing genius. So, you know, so I give him praise for that, you know, Al. And we had our different either discussion. Self-control. Self-control. So that's my take on self-control. And then the, the final one is that I am a hard worker. Now, the problem I had with that is I don't try to work harder. I try to work smarter. People who work harder don't end up being successful. You got to outsmart them. And, and in that process, we're going to be disciplined enough to, put the, to do the ABCs and cross the T's and the I's and all of that. And the thing is, I always give people advice. I always tell them, I say, well, I'm going to give you some advice. If it's good advice, take it. If it's not, put it in the garbage can. I'm not upset. Separate me from you know, you know, so I'm, I'm going to try to give you some good advice. Because, see, I always tell people, like, understand this here. Ain't nobody owling unto themselves. We always need a support system. And I always tell them a story about Muhammad Ali, where an Ali was just a teenager. He got these millionaires in Louisville to put up money so he could just beat people up. Now, he could not eat $5,000 a week in candy and shit, you know what I mean? But at the same time, he could become that fighter that we know. Because see, Ali wasn't willing to compromise and just being like 
a good fighter. He's going to be a great fighter and uh, even a better human being. I got into Ali and I was in the Air Force and he said, no Viet Cong never called me nigga. Right. And I said, damn, that's what made him the people's champion. You know, no no Viet Cong. Because the Viet Cong are real brown-skinned people that took on this mighty America and brought it to its knees. Them real brown people. And they would go into the the jungle with a bag of rice and, and high in the in the in the uh, caves and shit and bring America down to its knees. So so then I'm a, I try to be a slaughter worker by doing research and doing to museums and other libraries and hanging out with people. When I first came here, I I, I came to Harlem because I didn't want to be no other place. I consider Harlem the Kemet. I consider Harlem. The Kemet of today. So, so to me, being in Harlem is like a, it's a, it's a blessing. I get to meet all of these kind of folks, you know, that are so brilliant in so many different ways. And coming here, I came here because this brother invited me. And guess where he invited me? In the Soul Food Restaurant on 145. Him and brother, uh, 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 the uh, uh, East West brother, Felipe Luciano. Felipe Luciano. They invited me, said, hey, come back. I've been coming ever since. <laughs> but I'm saying, Harlem is really the South, South Bronx. It is. It's, I call the Bronx uh, uh, North Harlem. It's South Bronx. It's South Bronx. It's part of. But anyway, so that's why I try to be a smart worker. Smart worker, not a hard worker. Not a hard worker. And if you look smart, then what we do, we put together all the things you need to do to be successful. And I try to read everybody's book, like John Johnson, Ebony Magazine. Say failure is not even an option. I'm not going to fail. And then I eat people like Steve Job or Apple, you know. But then my favorite book is A.C. Gaston <coughs> from Birmingham, Alabama. A.C. Gaston built a first billionaire company. He lived to be 102, but he did an African thing, gave an entire company to his work, and he died. Howard.